Previously on Dice Paper Roll. Deafened by the shattered roof, the Tight Five looked in wonder. Up beyond the threatening ships and into the starry yonder. Through non-verbal comms, the party sought their safest way out. Ramekin summoned the rusty prawn and turned its rusty front about. As it roared, rocketing down, their saviour became their doom. To the stairwell the Type 5 fled unceremoniously into the gloom. A whirling ball of arms and legs, they tumbled down the stair, clang into a steel door. They could nae go elsewhere. So, with their skill, Snatch and Ramekin formed a lasting bond. With tentacles and picks, they broke the lock to see what lay beyond. Lysandra's workshop and her cannon lay hidden in the basement, and for her missing sister, Lysandra would not show lament. Without delay, they rode the cannon up the broken lift, breaking rock and rubble, the floor above began to shift. Emerging from the wreckage, they saw the crashed troller ship. Andre the Terrible charged forth, firing from the hip. Snatch took control and swung the cannon toward the advancing foe. Then with a click and with a bang, into next week, Andre was blown. Above them, the tear and lion swung into dense possession. The air thinned and the party fled to the ship in hasty procession. Up, limping into space, the damaged prawn accompanied by Klaxon Bell... But someone had to stay the ship, and Ramekin bid snatch an intimate, long, deep and salty farewell. Welcome back to Dice Paper Roll. DPR is made on the land of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation who never ceded sovereignty over it. Dice Paper Roll is brought to you by... By our wonderful Patreon subscribers. Our patrons, if you will. So I shall read them out as such. Alex Boak, Red Douglas, Daniel King, Daniel B, Danny Carroll, Irene Kuchi. Jasper Baca, Casper Morris, Leif Berner, uh, Lewis Potter, uh, Liam Stoner R, uh, Matthew Undead Bang, uh, Mika Wallace, uh, Ryan Lewis, uh, uh, Sammy Duncan, and Trent Denham, and Trevor Goodchild. Thank you. Thank you very much. One and all. Thank you. I don't know what I was doing. A very, a very <laughs> that was wonderful. Yeah, uh, try something different. Hey. Yeah, look, your uh, your patronage helps us to do many, many things, folks. It helps us to make merch for shows. Uh, we want to do some Twitch streaming. It helps us buy gear for lots and lots of things. We, we got big dreams. So um, get on over and support if you can. We appreciate it. Be a dream weaver like the other patrons. Mm, thank you. And, uh, mm. Lift us up to where we belong. Yeah, because we got big dreams, but small pockets. Yep. Small pockets. In fact, no pockets. They're just fake pockets. Well, if you were wearing pants, Danny, that might be a different thing. Well, no guests this week, therefore it's back to the old pod cave rules. <laughs> yes. Pants off. Pants oh, off. Okay. <laughs> it's good to be able to breathe. Mm. We would like to thank our guests very much over the last uh, few weeks. I've been mean, unreal. Oh, so much uh, fun. Yeah, it's been great having a guest. It really changes the uh, energy having just just us four left at the table. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, while we're recording this, we're right before Adelaide Fringe, so we're really excited about uh, playing with Jack again as well. Yeah, that's going to be amazing to have the tight five back together. Magical. <laughs> it's beautiful. But until then, we must push on. And this is Dice Paper Roll, book two, 
chapter 15. My name is Emil. I play Brekai the Goliath Barbarian. My name is Dan, and I play Thandor, the human fighter and cleric of Tempest. My name's Ben, and I play Snatch, the halfling rogue. And my name's Greg. I'm playing Aelan, Aaron, Aeon, and Asimar, Sorcerer of Hell. And I'm also the Dungeon Master today for um, the penultimate game of my arc. Or possibly the ultimate game. (laughs) (laughs) We're not sure how much we're going to get through. All right. A glimmering starscape stretches into infinity. A million million stars and galaxies glimmer and glint their faint light into the endless, sucking void. The escape pod, fired from its place on the deck of the rusty prawn, soars up into the darkness. The dark moon hangs ominously behind as the pod rockets up. The light of the sun, hidden behind the moon, is transformed into a nimbus of purple power that surrounds the dark orb hanging in the sky. The pod soaring forwards, unhindered by air or atmosphere, as it sails away from the asteroid belt surrounding the burning world below. As the pod soars forwards, our view swings wide around it and swivels to reveal the light of the dark moon touching the asteroids, which is strung out like a pearly necklace around the ash-choked world below. Would make for a good last sight, wouldn't you think? Well, I'm hoping I have plenty more sights to go from from this, Brackeye. I know, but that's... Rule number 13 of Apocalypse Training. Make every moment a picturesque moment, just in case. I feel like there's maybe a shorter way to say that. Well, it's hard to translate from Goliath, I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> As the purple light of the moon streaks out and touches the asteroids, their light fades, and only grey and dead space rocks remain. The pod flies forward, soaring through the inky black, and as our view swings around, the world falls away below us until we can see the pod's trajectory. It flies upwards. The port side of an impressive black ship hovers above. Three levels of cannons jut from its side, and a raised deck sits at the rear holding the helm. Huge sails soar out above. They bear the image of the dark moon surrounded by its purple nimbus, and you see a purple-robed figure gesture frantically as the ship tries to turn away from the approaching pod. Inside the pod, you feel weightlessness take you as the pod rockets towards the side of the ship. The ship clumsily turns, trying to avoid your path, but too late. As you enter the field of magic that surrounds it, gravity suddenly takes hold once more and slams you to the floor of the circular chamber. The pod rams into the side of the ship, a shower of wood, steel and bodies thrown into the air as the pod grinds to a halt, burying itself halfway through the deck of the ship. Lucky I was holding this conveniently placed handle. (laughs) That's my genitalia. (laughs) (laughs) Thought Thought it was too good to be true. Then who's holding mine? Uh, yep, that'd be me. <laughs> Thank you. No guest. <laughs> <laughs> Even numbers, no one gets left out. Hey. The top half of the pod juts from the wooden deck, and as the pod comes to a complete halt, the top begins to open, unfolding like a flower in the sun as petals of steel roll away and lay out on the deck around you. As the pod opens, it reveals the Type 4 plus Lysandra, standing there in the centre of the ruined deck. Around you, two pirates run forward, their weapons at the ready. First, the feared pirate, Canyul Dring, a Thrykreen warrior, a praying mantis humanoid, nine foot tall, its lanky exoskeleton draped in pirate garb. A pistol is gripped in each of its claws, and its insect eyes are covered by glowing amber goggles. It steps forward on chittering legs, its dexterity apparent. 30. 30. (laughs) That's fucking cool. Its companion, Eneko the Brutal, a hulking bugbear with an eye patch, stands next to it. The bugbear grips a huge axe in two hands and wears flashing silks in various colours, its fur neatly braided and glistening with oils. I don't know about you fellas, but this is the most silver-buckled boots I've seen in one place ever. It's, they've really got a thing going on. It's, like, mm. it's, it's good quite theming. the trend. Yeah, good mm. branding. Yeah, yeah. I like what they're doing here. Seems like it's in season. It's yeah. clear who's, you know, associated, right? 
They do have good brand recognition. I'm not wearing Dolce and Cabano. <laughs> is it Dolce and Cabano? Is that the merchants down at uh, back at Greymead? Yes. Yeah, no. I think it was uh, Dolce and Cabana. Cabana. Oh, That's yes. the one. The meat-based uh, meat-based pants. They make herring mm. vests mm. and uh, sausage trousers. Ever say, don't, don't ever say herring vests yeah, in front I'm of me again, all right? Sure, yeah. It was relevant to the discussion. Is the only reason I bring it up. Uh, yeah. Uh, dense night guards stand in ranks before the helm of the ship, behind the two pirates that rush towards you. They guard Dent from your reach. Behind them, pinned to the deck by ropes and stakes, the hulking figure of Lion lays beaten on the wooden planks. Blood pools around him and mats his white hair as his chest barely raises and sinks with his ragged breathing. A bearded, purple-robed figure the figure of Dent stands triumphant at the helm, the wheel of the ship behind him held by the captain, the familiar bearded face of Lasanovich, which is twisted in a scowl. At Dent's feet lay two glowing shards of rock. The two halves of the tear are now in his grasp. Dent smiles. You are too late. His head bows in concentration as he whispers into the tall staff he holds planted into the deck in front of him. Uh, behind uh, all this silhouetting the ship, the dark moon fills the sky. The purple light of its magical nimbus lights the ship in a violet light. You each step from the pod onto the deck, the small figure of Lysandra stepping out beside you, her gatling gun slung across her hip and grim determination painted on her face. So, you're in the middle of a ship. Sorry, how many other pirates are there? I know you just described those main four or five. Are there... More are there like heaps of other deckhands? Uh, no, the deck below is uh, where they're all manning the guns, so they've oh, yeah. been firing the guns. So and the, the space the, oars. Most of the crew, yeah, the space oars. <laughs> yeah, um, they've been scrubbing the deck uh, below okay. below deck. They've been scrubbing the below deck. <laughs> what do we say? Swabbing? Yeah, swabbing. That's the correct terminology. With giant cotton tips. Yep. <laughs> Double-ended cotton tips. Yes. They just flip it around to the other side yeah. and just keep on mopping. That's the polished side. Oh, oh fancy. fancy. Fancy swabbing. Hey. I've always wanted to know the difference. I'm glad I do. So there's just the two pirates that you have in front of you and then the night guard behind, lion tied and beaten. You say it's too late. Brekai rejects the assumption of your premise. And as he transforms into... His shapeshifter form, his snout elongates, his teeth bared and sharp, his ears grow, the hair sprouts across his shoulders, around his back and on his haunches as his legs stretch and his claws tap on the floor. And Snatch says, I second that. And he goes, and like just cocks the gun. Thandor points at Dent, and from his uh, waist, he quick draws finger guns and goes, Not this time, buddy, and fires a guiding bolt. That's what it's called. And Alan's wings pop out behind him. He begins to glow as he's surrounded by the beacon of hope. And he says to Dent, Time is relative. So I hear. <laughs> awesome. Uh, initiative. Oh. I'm sure Lysandra says something cool as well, right? Uh, no, she just sets up her uh, minigun on a small tripod next to you. Actions speak louder than words. <laughs> she non-verbally communicates her frustration. Thandor got a 20 on initiative. Not, not, a, not a 20, but just a 20. 15 for Brackeye. 18 for Snatch, plus four for his lucky coin, oh, 22. Nice. Oh, good room. Good room. Oh, I'm, I'm not forgetting that, that Danny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. You, you remember it when it's the plus four, but yeah, yeah. you forget it when it's the uh, minus. <laughs> Where did Alan come in the initiative order? Uh, <laughs> DM Craig. Alan got 21. I rolled a 20. Oh, that's good to actually. Alan early. Order. Sorry, what did you roll? Uh, uh, 20. A 20. There we go. All right, the two pirates rush forward. Uh, Dent's uh, night guard behind begin to break formation and move towards you as well. Their glaives at the ready, but the two pirates are the, the most immediate threat um, to you as you step out of the pod, which is unfolded on the deck. The, the night sky scattered above you. Snatch, you get the drop. Snatch looks up at the advancing pirates and he looks down at the bandolier that Lysandra threw to him in the last little bit and he sees the five red and the five black capsules, the bullets that are in there, and he's like, oh, I guess I'm going to go for red. And he pulls out one of the red ones and loads it into the gun and 
can I still fire? Do I have time to still fire? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm going to fire at the... Um, Thrycreen or the bugbear. Yeah, no, the, the Thrycreen. Or... No, no, no. I, I, I fucking hate bugs and I fire at the Thrycreen. Or the bugbear. Which one? I'm confused. <laughs> They're both bugs. <laughs> <laughs> the Thrycreen, the praying yeah, mantis dude. Oh, okay, okay. The bugbear looks almost disappointed. Uh, but I'm a bug. <laughs> well, I hate you too, mate. You're next. Um, that's not great. I'm not using my proficiency for guns yet, am I? Nope. So that is nine plus four for the coin. Thirteen to hit. The sad moment when you don't get racial profile. <laughs> uh, you lift your gun up as the Thrycreen's charging towards you. It's moving really fast too. This bug is, is covering some serious ground. Oh, he fast. Um, and you get the gun up and fire, but the, the bug just jinx uh, as it's approaching you. The, the feared pirate bug. Can you drink? Uh, damn, what happens to the bullet? Can I find out what that was? Is it a, does it fly wide over uh, the no, ship? No, it flies wide over the ship, out into space, and you don't see anything. That different. motherfucker just keep on going. Yeah. <laughs> Until it hit whatever it hits. Ramekin's flying off in his fucking <laughs> rusty prawn, and then just suddenly, oh, I'm under attack! Oh. Bing! Cut to some poor, like, washerman, like, oh, that's floating on out another planet. Space. Yeah, just going about his business. Just oh. Or one of the corpses. That's what I was thinking. One of the corpses <laughs> floating out. It's like, I'm holding my breath for so long. <laughs> <laughs> the, the first intergalactic traveler is a frozen corpse. Oh, no. Oh, well, well I guess I'll just have to find that on you, old buggy bear, what these do next time. Um, I'm going to use my cunning action to dash for cover. Somewhere is there a bit of cover somewhere? Off there the are side? some handily tied down to the deck crates oh, and barrels nearby. Slightly off to the behind. side and behind me. Excellent. Yep. That's where I go. Uh, Alan lifts up into the air and um, he bursts uh, into his already his wings already uh, behind him and glowing with the ASMR power. He seems to glow brighter again as the beacon of hope surrounds him. Um, and. <laughs> Sword, give me power. <laughs> Go home. Sword, make me better. <laughs> That's what I meant. <laughs> Hell, make me better. Yeah. And he did. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, Alain's glowing and flying in the air. Thandor. Thandor has pulled out his finger guns. He's quick drawed from his hip, firing from the hip. Boop, boop, boop. Uh, guiding bolt straight at. Dent. How far away is Dent? Dent is 60 feet away. 60 feet. Well, this has a range of 120 feet. So... Even in space? Even in... Yes. <laughs> I'm just fucking with <laughs> Magic works in space, Ben, clearly. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. It travels even <laughs> faster and further. Um, yeah, so Dent was like trying to bring the two halves of the... No, he the was tears. holding a, the... Tears are laying on the, the deck in front of him. Right. Uh, and he's got a staff which he seems to be concentrating on. Okay. I guess it depends on whether or not the bubble surrounding the ship is pressurized or not. Mm. If it's pressurized, it then you just have to aim it normally. But if you're relative to the gravitational field that's closest to you, that might affect the shot. Righto, uh, Stephen Hawking. <laughs> I don't need science in my fucking D and D game. I'm fucking shooting a magic fucking guiding bolt at that guy. Brackeye thinks in untranslatable uh, Goliath. <laughs> I was just going to say it's difficult to translate. In which case, when Snatch it comes the out bullet, as a <clears throat> when Snatch shot the bullet, did he like? Is it like? Like blowing a hole in an airplane window or something, and just like he's stuck. <laughs> well, they can fire cannons out of it. So it's okay, cool. So yeah, it right. must be all right. Yeah, I'll cut that bit. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, guiding bolt at dent. Um, so that requires an attack roll, which it wasn't too Ooh. fucking bad. It is a twenty-four with the finger gun. Your finger gun fires straight and true, the uh, light leaving the tip of your finger and soaring out towards Dent. Um, but because you're in space, it's a laser. <laughs> yes, laser beams. <laughs> and you just red dot him right on the forehead with a guiding bolt. So oh, he's got a little target on his forehead like that villain from... Uh, 
that comic book that one, one time. One of the DC ones. <laughs> yeah. I don't like know. Predator. Daredevil. Yeah. Headshot. Headshot. Yes, I believe I'm so. Glad. Colin Farrell played him in the Ben Affleck Daredevil film. Uh, I've never, I've never seen it, it, but I've seen the preview. Uh, oh, I'm sure. <laughs> you I'm seem not, to have quite a bit of knowledge about this. I don't have this. the collector's edition on DVD, Dan. Roll your damn dice. Oh, shit, it's 4D6. I need an extra D6. He's got a D6 for me. Go on. Oh. Tempest make me better. <laughs> oh, that wasn't. Uh, what's that? That's a one on that one. So that's a six. That's a that's twelve points of radiant damage plus the next attack on Dent has advantage. Although he's a little bit far away, and we're a little bit preoccupied, so that may go away. But there are a number of night guard and two pirates in between. Yeah, maybe some little pressing, uh, pressing. Brackeye. So right, I got a gun. Pew pew. Brackeye is <laughs> off in a flash. Both Snatch and Thandor look around to where Brackeye was and there's only a green streak. Green mm-hmm. streak? Yeah, green streak. That's right, because oh. he's his lichen. And he... Snatch is used to brown streaks. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while, many episodes. But yeah, there we go. You Bring it back. Bring it back. <laughs> and he darts in between, weaving between pirates who are... He only has eyes for the praying mantis that is quickly and swiftly descending upon the group and leaps further than you'd think. Maybe because they're further out in, uh, in space. Maybe he's not sure about how the gravitational pull works at this point. But he leaps for a really long way and collides midair with the praying mantis and raging makes an attack. The praying mantis is trying to aim its guns at you as you fly in towards it, and they just get so like they just keep turning in. You can't get the target until you smash into him, uh, and all four arms are sort of wrapped around, pointing four pistols down in towards you. It sounds like it's gonna hurt. Ooh, nice. that's gonna hit. I'm reckon. Um, that's gonna be a twenty-three to hit. That is a hit with his first Absolutely. attack. He's gonna make. Two full attacks. Should I make both of those attack rolls first? Yeah. And I don't think that one's a hit. That's only a 10. That's a miss. Brackeye zips in like a green streak quickly upon the praying mantis. He swipes at its thorax with his right paw and claws as he then makes a bite attempt right in between the abdomen and whatever another insect part is. And then he slashes <laughs> at its face with his left paw and claws. You got two out of thorax. Three? Yeah, he said thorax. Head. <laughs> Ten. Neck. Cloaca. <laughs> Glistening clo- cloaca. And he does thirty-one points of damage. Jesus. Damn. Um, yeah, you tear into the front of this praying mantis and you rip the armored plates off its chest and, and reveal. It's stringy flesh beneath and start hacking into it and, and blood tumbles down it as you clash in the air and uh, begin to fall towards the ground. Uh, it tries to fire its pistols short range at you. Um, okay, so as you crash into it, ripping it apart, it fires its pistols uh, close range at you. Uh, two of them crisscross across your back and miss you, uh, but the other two detonate into your shoulder and your hip, uh, and you take 16 points of damage. Halved because of raging? Uh, yes. So eight points of I'm damage. assuming as well that the ones, the shots that missed definitely took out legs of the praying mantis too. They missed me and hit its own legs. Oh, yeah, clumsy, clumsy praying mantis. It had six legs, now it only has four. I don't know, just a thought. Yeah, sure. They crisscrossed across your back and shot its own arms off at the elbows. It's like, it looks pretty menacing, but really it's hard to manage four arms with pistols. And the bullets ricochet through its elbows as these two um, praying mantis arms carry, are carried forward with the momentum of the praying mantis. Um, and uh, the two arms scatter across the deck and rest until they rest against Snatch's feet. Two insect arms gripping pistols. Oh, how convenient. Uh, the bugbear charges forward and crashes into you, Thandor. It's axe. I reaction as soon as it comes into range of me. Sure. I attack it with my glaive using a fainting attack. So as it starts to come into me, Thandor, like, goes to, like, take a step forward and try and, like... Uh, Did you call it a pump fake? 
pump fake. <laughs> um, Thandor, Thandor goes to pump fake Ooh, at pump the, fakey. At, at the uh, that's for our American listeners who, <laughs> who, who watch basketball. Yay! International sports. Um, Thandor pump fakes at the uh, bugbear <laughs> as it comes in towards me. I'm fucking nailing this. Um, and he kind of freaks out a little bit and thinks that he's a little bit closer. And then Thandor takes another step back whilst bringing down his glaive on top of the uh, bugbear's head. So because he did a fainting attack, he gets to roll with advantage. Fantastic. Thandor drops the three from deep. It's a 17 plus six is a 23 to hit. You easily stab into the hulking form of the bugbear and as your glaive darts forward, its blade lights up with electricity as it strikes into the, the bugbear. Oh my God, this is the first time since getting this glaive that I've actually hit something with it from downtown. He says to the bugbear <laughs> into its face. I'm so grateful to you. Oh my god, I'm so happy you've brought all my dreams come true. Um, so that's two d10. Uh, plus a d8 for the fainting attack. Look at you remembering all the shit you've never yeah, I know, done. I know exactly. This is what I've been neglecting to do every other fucking time that I've been playing. Um, oh, that's a 10 on that one. And an 8 on the D8. That's 18 plus <laughs> another 8. Oh, my God. What is it? That's 26, 26, 26 plus, plus 2. Plus 28. Oh, so the amount of years it's taken for you to hit something. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm so happy. The tears rain down Thandor's face as he finally puts his fucking glaive into something and goes, oh, even glaven. As, you, <laughs> as the glaive digs into the bugbear, just because you've you've been so frustrated by your own martial prowess for so long, tears stream down your face as you laugh and cry and drive the the glaive into the bugbear, not stopping. Just keep moving forward until you skewer it straight through the chest, doubling your damage and killing the bugbear in its oh. tracks. Oh. Oh. oh my god! Oh. Oh, I need a cigarette. I'm so satisfied. Oh. Oh. Um, that's weird. But all right. <laughs> An image flickers across the dome above Ariki's and Calatras, a world covered in ash and smoke. Smoke so thick you cannot see what the world once was. But this time the dome zooms not down towards the world but to an asteroid that floats near the dark moon. Calatras opens the portal into a settlement on an asteroid under a flickering silvery dome. A dark stone cathedral looms towards you and as you step through the doors it reveals a huge stained glass window behind the pulpit. The window depicts the dark moon that floats beyond, surrounded by a nimbus of purple light. A bearded figure in a long purple robe steps down from the pulpit to greet Arikis and Calatras, stepping past his warforged servant. Calatras steps forward and grips the priest Dent by the throat, lifting him from the ground. Tell your puppet to send his ships in search of the Tear, the most powerful fallen stone. It will be in the shape of a falling tear. It will glow white with its power. Tell your servant to drink this. It is stronger than the draft I gave you before. It will drive him mad, but it will make him much more amenable. Be careful. He will be stronger. I've got a, a pamphlet that you could use back here. Yes, give me the fucking pamphlet. He snatches the pamphlet out of your hands and, and thrusts it at the priest as he sets him down back on the ground. Find these four and kill them. Calatras turns on his heel and strides out of the room through the portal and Ariki's left in the chamber of the cathedral. As Calatras steps through that portal, you feel that lessening of the devilish control over yourself. Inside Ariki's head... The walls of the spherical room begin to melt, 
bubbling away like tar, but it's not painful. It's like a it's like it's like honeycomb when it's been licked. It starts to move away from her and she feels the control in her body begin to come back to her. And she leans down to the priest who's laying on the floor and says, Bring them to me alive, and I will reward you beyond your wildest dreams. I will bring you everything you desire, but bring them to me alive. Alive. A thrill of joy speeds through you as you gain enough control to say those words. But as you finish... The voice of Calatras cuts through the portal and with it the surge of the devil within taking over once more. Come, devil queen, we have much work to do. And Arikis knocks out the priest with her tail as she walks away. Uh, okay, so you slay the the bugbear, it drops to the ground, and Echo, the the brutal, the pirate of infamy, uh, falls to the ground dead. Uh, Lysandra steps out uh, beside you, her her minigun popping out a small bipod. She rests on the deck, and the gun begins to spin up, the barrels whirling around as they increase in speed, and then the sound of the shots. Bang! 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 in rhythmic explosions that spew out smoke and gunfire and fill the air with the smell of gunpowder. Um, the shells fly forward as the Red Guard charge from their formation, four of them reaching the front, and four times the barrel detonates, each hitting a different night guard as they collapse in a heap of red armour and cloaks in front of you. Now, snatch, there are eight more night guard behind the pirates. Eight. Yeah. <laughs> Snatch has only got eyes for the purple-robed figure, uh, having seen the guiding bolt fly from Thandor's finger guns into this figure that's 60 feet away, and he ducks his head up and over the conveniently placed crate, and he takes sight down the barrel of the musket, and he's like, this one's for Ramekin and fucking everyone else that died back down there on that asteroid. (laughs) 20! On the red dice. Uh, What was on the other one out of interest? A four. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, so like plus, uh, yeah, Yeah, 28. Yeah. Um, Beautiful. Am I still rolling a d20 for damage, which happened last Uh, time? D12. A musket's d12. D12, yeah. Yeah. Plus sneak attack. Uh, On the two d12s, that's 11, and then on sneak attack, and 20, 30... Seven on the sneak attack. Thirty-seven plus eleven. Forty-eight plus nothing because it's just the uh, so four. Forty-eight to hit. Dent. Pow, pow, motherfucker. Damn. This is an amazing shot. Like this is a heart shot. You know that this would take down almost any adventurer that you know. Uh, and the shot flies straight. Your towards, friends in particular. Yeah, particularly Alan. <laughs> <laughs> you know this would kill Alan straight out. And uh, being that this is a robed uh, cleric, you're you're thinking you're measuring him up against Alan. Yeah, but you've also thought about killing him once or twice. <laughs> Not as much as I've thought about killing Thandor. That's fair enough. It's all coming out. It's all coming out. High pressure situation. Um, The bullet flies straight and through and smashes into Dent's breast, but his purple robes flicker with an eldritch light as they absorb some of the blast, and he staggers backwards uh, and his eyes snap open as he stops concentrating on the staff. Do I have any time to pocket one or two of those pistols? That are uh, conveniently at my feet. Absolutely. Can you pry them loose from the thrycreen fingers? Do you want to roll a sleight of hand to. Use the arm. You just grab them by the arms and you just start banging <laughs> them like, like drums. <laughs> and then just like firing off fucking shots from the fucking hands. Yes! I'd love to say yes, but. Last. But, uh, yes uh, and? Yes and. <laughs> but, uh, yes and. <laughs> yes and no. <laughs> yes. yes and. 25, 29 with my coin involved. You kick the two, you just double kick the two arms up into the air and as they float up in front of you, they just let go of the guns and you snatch them out of the air. Yeah, Snatch. 
I actually just, I actually dropping just, your other gun. No, I hold on. To, I, I'm still holding the musket, and I just put like one, like I, I thrust my left hip out to the left and the right out to the right to catch them both into like the side of the bandolier. <laughs> Yeah, lucky it has two pistol holes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, so we're definitely being affected by the gravitational pull of the nearest celestial yeah, body. Have yeah, to be. 100 percent Yeah, that's great. That's three three rounds as they float slowly through the air. <laughs> yeah. That's all Snatch does for the rest of the game. <laughs> yeah. Well, Snatch, that's it. you done. <laughs> you're, you're the good guy with the gun. We've got a bad guy with guns in our sights. You're the only one who can stop it if common mythology is to be believed. Guns in schools. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> You got it. Uh, um, Alan glows as he floats above the the party, and uh, he scans the group, seeing who looks most wounded, uh, and he spots the hit point list in front of him <laughs> <laughs> to tell him that both Brackeye and Thandor are equally bad. Two point high five. Hey. Um, Blood drips from Thandor's mouth and his eye is all swollen and there's like definitely like internal bruising and bleeding and he's just he's looking a bit fucked up at the moment. Brackeye looks more psychologically injured. There's a craziness in his eyes. Does he communicate that non-verbally? He looks lean and mean. Yeah, okay. Um, Thandor definitely looks the most wounded knowing uh, Brackeye's legendary toughness. he reaches out his, his arms to cast the healing spell and the light of the healing energy streaks out towards Thandor for the first time reaching beyond Alan's grasp as it surrounds Thandor and fills him with healing energy buoyed by the beacon of hope. You heal 44 hit points. Oh, Oh, my. Legendary toughness. You heard. Is that like Snatch's signature move when he does it for the first time? Oh yeah, yeah. Except people actually talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, burn! Oh, Snatch! Oh, oh. Alan, give him some healing. Oh. He needs it. Oh, that was such a burn. As uh, Alan heals up Thandor, um, he looks at him and with a wry smile says, Helm, make him better! Uh, The gold light infuses Thandor and the blood stops dripping from his mouth. Did I say mouth before? Yes. And the swelling around his eye starts to reduce and the internal bleeding um, uh, stops. Uh, (laughs) 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 Um, And he feels emboldened by Helm and feels the richness of Helm's protection. And for for that moment, That's he it. starts to get a little bit of a taste. I did it! And he's like, oh my god, I, I'm starting to get it. Like, I think I've got him! Maybe I could get a little bit more of this. Maybe I could... Like, I just need a little... T- like, just a little hit, and then I could keep on feeling good. First taste is free! <laughs> <laughs> And that's where we're leaving that little bit off, okay? All right, we're getting there. We're getting there. It's your go, Thandor. Uh, oh, wow. Thandor goes oh, to the crack junkie. <laughs> Please, sir, can I have some more? And, and also, make sure you tune in at the end of the game for Between Two Gods. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Greg and Dan. Thandor's like, give us another hit, I'll suck your dick. <laughs> Uh, I've got uh, healing for days. Uh, <laughs> That's your one, then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thandor now being emboldened by Helm and looking to protect his his friends and like his family, and then looking on Tempest to bring the power and the wrath of the gods on these fucked up creatures with fucking multiple arms and like that are just around to fuck with his shit. Less legs than there are arms also. Oh, he's lost a couple, hasn't he? Well, there's a distinct kind of wooden leg thing going on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's right. They're pirates. And and eye patches. I hate eye patches. Poor Um, (laughs) Arikis. I never said it to her, but really it was unflattering. I didn't like it. I mean, reveal the socket, (laughs) goddammit. Show your true beauty, goddammit. Thandor is going to... um, 
jump into the fray with old mate Brackeye and is going to run at Brackeye's back and then leap onto his shoulders and then do like a backflip and just like with his glaive outstretched and so the glaive swings with him and he does like a kind of like Street Fighter Baraka (laughs) (laughs) like just does a spin and it's the blade that cuts it twice you're jumping over Brackeye yeah it's a bit of like a slam dunk contest type scenario totally the alley-oop the alley-oop yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) he throws his glaive in the air jumps over Brackeye catches at mid-jump yeah. <laughs> that saps it down. I love it. One hit and a little bit of Helm's um, healing hand and uh, suddenly you uh, Miracles possible. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'm doing that. Do uh, it. Roll an acrobatics. An acrobatics? Or oh, athletics if you're leaping off his shoulders, I guess. Athletics? Athletics. Yeah, sick. I've got a six on that one. So that's a 20 in oh, total yeah. for the athletics. You step up on Brackeye's uh, hip uh, and then leap up other foot onto his shoulder and leap up in the air, flipping over and spinning in a double uh, blanker spin. <laughs> you notice how soft and nice the lichen is underfoot. I can feel it. It's It gives that extra spring, the sponginess of him. It, it absorbs it and then... Uh, why am I speaking in Thandor's voice? <laughs> <laughs> that. This is great. That's what it is. Because <laughs> Brackeye moisturizes. Yeah. Thandor's like, wow, really spongy. Didn't didn't, didn't guess that. Uh, and now Thandor's going to go for his attack. It's a 20! <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, yes. Oh, oh in your face, Thycreen. I'm going to do the other attack because it's the the first get, one is so good it gives you inspiration oh so what is, is what's what's that an advantage, uh, advantage or is yeah. advantage on it I was gonna even doesn't even matter what <laughs> I was gonna do I'm so happy it's an 18 on that one plus 6 that's a 24 they both hit oh first critical oh, oh first is a critical which is 2d10 so that's 4d10 oh my god wow. oh my god I'm so happy right now more of my dreams are coming true Oh, gee, I don't Hel- think that's Helm the only thing that's coming. really powerful. As yeah, a really, god. Um, yeah, Hel- I'd be interested in knowing Helm has boosted him. Dungeons and Dragons point. Yeah. Helm sounds like a great. Would thought. you like a pamphlet? <laughs> it's totally Don't Tempest. ask me where I've been keeping it. It's all Tempest! Oh, so many D10s. Um, that's a 10 on that one. Oh, there's an... Uh, ex- there's a, too many fours in this. Um, that's it's a disproportionately <laughs> high number of fours. <laughs> so that's um, 10, 20, 28. Yeah, 28 points of fucking Tempest damage, motherfuckers. <laughs> With the aid of Helm. As Brackeye and the Thrykeet Crean entangled together land on the deck, both on their feet, you leap up over Brackeye, flipping over twice, the glaive slashing through the Thrykreen's head and then through its thorax as you land on the ground in front of it, not looking backwards, holding the glaive, crackling with electricity at yes. your side. Yes. Um, and the Thrykreen's uh, Brackeye, his claws dug into the thorax, rips apart and the, the Thrykreen severs uh, into two parts from your cuts. Uh, it is Canyul Dring, the feared Thrykreen pirate dead oh my god I'm so happy right now see Thandor you can do it with the power of Tempest and with your friends I'm getting there (laughs) I'm getting there I'm trying to have a tender moment I'm trying to have a tender moment sorry mate Um, through the power of Tempest but your friends and your want of protecting your friends Thandor walks away. <laughs> into <laughs> no, the woods? Into the trees? <laughs> <laughs> no, he doesn't. He just he just stands he stands there a little bit awestruck at what he just did and what the ramifications are. Awestruck were. at the fact that you've finally hit. Oh man, so <laughs> I'm so fucking happy right now. Jesus. It's the first time I've regretted um having a no pants in the pod cave policy. <laughs> That's what the key was. I just needed to take my pants off. Loosen and then up, baby. Yeah, and then I'm getting them 20s. Brackeye. Brackeye's immediate impulse is to attack Thandor. Oh, I was wondering about that. And I, it's a 
fair call, fair call. I make a wisdom save, right? Yep. Yep. Uh, with advantage. As you uh, you fight the beast surging within you, the um, I feel the life force of the creature expire within his claws, and his immediate impulse is to rip into the next living thing that he he can sense around him, which unfortunately for the group is Vendor. As soon as, because this is a new round of combat, which means that's a new reaction. So as soon as you start coming at me. Uh, I haven't even come at you yet, man. I'm, yeah. just, I'm just having a wisdom save to see, see if, if I do come okay, at you. Okay, all right, do the wisdom save. I like sorry, what you're my thinking, bad. but, uh, but uh, you know. <laughs> I've got to protect myself. I'm sorry. I'm getting ahead of myself. Go. As the beast surges within you. <laughs> As the beast surges within you, uh, Brackeye, the tattoos on your arms begin to glow with a silvery light, which matches uh, the light that emanates from the two halves of the tear that lay on the, the deck further down. 20 on that. Not a natural 20, but a 20. You are absolutely able to resist if you want to. Yeah, Brackeye springs into action. Uh, his initial impulse to attack Thandor, he turns mid-jump into um, uh, jumping over Thandor rather than pouncing on him and attacks the night guard um, directly in front of him as he stands there bewildered with his existential question. Okay. Thandor, Thandor thinks that he's going to attack him and goes, ah, get the fuck away, and tries to like... <laughs> slaps at him as he's with his glaives and flies Misses over. wildly. That's 15 to attack. Uh, yeah, you uh, strike a hit against the night guard. Uh, you expect a, a seasoned warrior, and the night guard is, but you have come a long way in your journeys and you're able to slash into this armoured uh, warrior with ease. Do we make both of my attacks? Yeah. Do them all. 26 damage on the first attack. As you leap over Thandor, you slash down with your claws and bite into the face of the first red guard that approaches you. Its glaive raised over its head, ready to attack, but it's too slow to bring the glaive down and you pounce in and rip its face off, the flesh of its face separating from its bones as its skull crunches between your teeth and the the, um, the helm crumpling around the, the open face guard. Uh, you drop the the night guard in its tracks um, and are able to slash at the one next to it. You get a bonus attack. Like, if I killed it. If you killed it, if you drew Ah, oh, you get an extra attack. Ah, oh, there's three it. attacks now. Yep, that's right. Uh, that is a 18 to hit the that next guy. hit. Uh, that is 24 points of damage. You slash into the next night guard. It's looking forward, thinking his uh, his guard. To the rest of its life. Yeah, (laughs) looking forward to the rest of it. Looking out into space. Children. Thinking about its newborn at home. Pensable. On the asteroid where it just died from the vacuum of space, and a little tear runs down its cheek as you slash out and sever its larynx, uh, ripping its throat out, which flops on the deck, and it. It drops to the ground, dying from blood loss. I'm joining the bell. Brackeye strikes out at yet another of the night guard and gets a 20. Not natural. That's it. Takes a 20. Again, 24 points of damage on the third night guard. You pounce, driving deeper into the ranks of the night guard, just slashing them apart, ripping the, the last one to shreds. An absolute fury descends upon Brackeye in wolf form as his bloodlust gets the better of him as he's tearing apart these night guards one by one, piece by piece. Claws, teeth, he's a blur of green pain. Yeah, and a fountain of blood and red armour. It's like Christmas. It's so festive, the red and the green. Why'd you go to Thandor? Oh, was the other voice in your head? Oh. Thandor's got some issues. <laughs> yeah, we, we all know that. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the evil part of Thandor. And um, I'm the good part. The, the <laughs> <laughs> I'm the holy part. I don't know what to do. Arikis and Calatras work endlessly to canvas each world where they have influence. 
On each different world, they step through a burning portal and send their servants on the hunt for the fallen tears. Weeks pass, but time moves differently in the devilish realm. Weeks and months feel like hours as Arikis and Calatras travel from world to world. And all this time gives you time to think. Whilst they're moving through these worlds, Arikis, inside of her walled prison inside of her head, she started to have a bit more control within that small area. And she sits in the centre of the sphere, meditating on her predicament. When he is far, I am strong. When he's close, I am weak. I must find a way to get him away from me. I have to fight back. Um, the three night guard beside you strike out with their glaives uh, towards you, Brackeye, and um, the the blades dig into your flesh, ripping away the the fur, and you take uh, thirty eight points of damage, which is seventeen. That's correct. Brackeye so, looks more than psychologically injured at this point. Looks quite injured from up here with three glaives sticking out of you. You're on seventeen hit points. That's nope, not anymore. Nope. How many hit points are you on? One. Oh, is oh my the God. Number That's that the lowest you've ever been. Ever been. <laughs> yep. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Lysandra's gun continues to fire, creating a, a staccato effect as the, the sound ripples around uh, across the deck um, and fells three more of the night guard. Um, the others um, are stabbing into Brackeye. The hulking form of Lion lies strapped to the deck behind. Um, and Dent stands in front of the helm. There's a raised section of the deck just behind there with the two halves of the tier on the ground. The night guard fall one by one, collapsing to the deck as bullets rock their bodies. Only three remain, their glaives embedded in Brackeye's flesh. A fierce light burns in Brackeye's eyes as he resists the blades of the glaives buried into him. There is a cry from the captain at the rear, and the ship is suddenly rocked by the impact of cannon fire. Uh, everyone make a perception check. Incoming! Get down! Oh. 24. 26. 20. 17. Okay, those of you with 20 or above, as you look out from amid the chaos of combat, you see a fleet of mismatched ships sailing up from the planet at full speed. In the center, a large wooden pirate ship leads a fleet of skiffs and barges of varying size. The figurehead of each of these ships is carved into the roaring face of a lion, the image repeated on the sails of each vessel. They soar up towards you, quickly growing in size as they approach you at full speed. There's one thing you can say about the pirates in the area. What's that? Good brand recognition. They ain't lying around. Hey. Thank you. Thank you. I'll be here uh, for the next two. No, I won't be here until two weeks later. Two weeks later. I'm, go, I'm going I'm home gone. now. I'm going now. Um, as you glance out, Dent, uh, his his view taken away from the. Um, the staff that he held before him glances out at the ships and turns back to you with a grimace. He holds out his hand and dark energy swirls up his body, wrapping his arm and leaping into the air as it rains down in columns of black flame onto the deck of the ship. Each of you is struck by this roaring column, or each of you is struck at by this roaring column of flame. Can you all make uh, dexterity saves for me, please? Does evasion count here, Greg? It certainly does. That's why I corrected my statement. Lucky I got a <laughs> you'd two probably, on the you'd probably This would be. Is this something that I could see? Yes. So I get advantage on that. Nice. What's that from? Uh, that is from Danger Sense. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Advantage on dexterity saves. If you can see it, which makes it is 19 for Backlight. 15 for Snatch. 22 for Thunder. Very nice. And a. 16 for Alan. So everybody who got 16 and above, you pass the save. So 
full damage is 40 points of damage, and half damage is 20. Uh, I'm going to use Snatch's Uncanny Dodge from an attacker I can see, and I halve the attack's damage against me. Okay. On top so, of that, so 10 points. 10 points. Um, you're almost able to dodge fully out of the way of the Pillar of Flame as it strikes down on the deck, scorching the timber, um, but it catches the back of your leg as you leap away. Um, and as you leap away from the flame, you roll across the deck until you end up um, at your feet, half of the Thrycreen corpse with the head attached and the, the amber goggles that sit on its head glimmer up in the moonlight at you. Oh, mine! Uh, so the rest of you take 40 for full or 20 for half. Alan scorched down and, and uh, falls a, a few feet in the air as the, the fire engulfs him. Thandor attempts to leap out of the way, but the flames catches his feet um, as he's leaping away and he quickly tries to pat at them to put them out, but takes another damage. Brekai leaps out of the way, but the spears in his side impede his, his escape. Um, a little bit and he does cop some of the damage from the flame um, it would ordinarily be enough to take him out but he makes a constitution save to see if his rage is high enough that it drags him through and on fire in wolf form with a constitution save of 22 wolf black eye rages on your body burnt battered and stabbed beyond it's psychologically quite yeah, and quite quite hurt. Yeah, um, one hit point hurt. Yeah, yep. one hit point hurt. Okay. Yeah, he just dropped below. Yeah. You forged through the the pain, Brackeye, supported by the raging beast within yourself. Below you, the ship rumbles and shakes as it returns cannon fire. You hear the echo as the second ship floating up above you also fires down at the fleet, and you see small skiffs sailing up towards you explode under the barrage. The Dentnaut shudders and smoke from the guns swirls out, dissipating into space, revealing that a number of ships still careen towards you, growing larger as they approach, the band of asteroids and the glimmering sphere of the world behind them. As the night guard fall, a searing light shines from the very rear of the ship, and a sudden tear of flame rips through space behind Dent. A flaming tear in reality, which begins to turn and spin in an incredibly familiar way as a devilish portal opens up behind Dent. A figure steps forward, clad in high boots, sleek trousers, and a high-collared coat of black and gold trace. Dark hair falls around an impossibly handsome face of an elf. His already sharp features sharpened further by a devilish cast. His black eyes gaze out towards you as Calatras steps around Dent. And that's where we're going to end today's chapter. Calatras, I knew I recognised that name. He's back. Guess who's back? Back, back. Calatras, who's back? Guess who's back? That is Dice Paper Roll, Book Two, Chapter Fifteen, brought to you by our patrons and the crew here at DPR. We hope you're enjoying this story. The penultimate chapter as part of Greg's arc. It's been a, a whirlwind tour. I'm looking forward to seeing how it, how it wraps up. But um, we're going to have a little bit of chat after the game. Stick around and listen at the end of the episode for dissection. Apart from that, we will see you in a fortnight. Uh, much love and cheer. Dice paper roll out. 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 In the, did you? I'm pretty sure I did. I, oh, okay. When you said I forgot the goggles, I thought you said you. I thought you meant you'd never oh, talked no. about them. I talked about them. I just meant that I hadn't thrown oh, them at you. Oh, okay. <laughs> you, <laughs> hadn't, them at you. you hadn't presented them I to me on a silver platter. To, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, here's his arms and his goggles. <laughs> <laughs> Here, have everything this amazing uh, yeah. Thrycreen pirate based off one of our patrons who didn't live for very long. Here, have everything that they had. Handy. 
Yeah. It'll prove useful, I think. It will mm. indeed. Those goggles sound important. This is Dissection with the Type 5, a loose 10. Oh, we're already in it. You know we're it. already talking yeah, it. Yeah, it's not up The transition is seamless. Yeah, totally. Like a dream. Like a dream. Oh, great game, Grego. Enjoyable. Yeah, fucking great combat. Bit loved it. I, I personally loved I it. I wonder why that <laughs> is, Daddy. Yeah, why is that, Daddy? <laughs> had a great time. You have been oh, sitting there yeah. with the biggest grin on your oh, face no. <laughs> since you... Oh, man, I've been so happy. Everything hit. Yeah, it? everything. You I just... got I got the guiding bolt with the beep, 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 with the finger guns, and then gave you the advantage on that. I'm like, yeah, you're my boy, and then fucking doing that Baraka fucking flippity flip, just Baraka, Blanka, 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 Blanka. I was Barack Baraka, Obama, Obama. <laughs> No, I was I was getting from my, Street Fighter, you know. I was getting my Mortal Kombat and my Street Fighter mixed up. Okay, you know, the US Baraka, President's version of Street Fighter. <laughs> George WWWW <laughs> Bernie 2020. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was great. I got a really cool image of Thandor doing that. I mean, A, my jaw dropped because you did it, but yeah. it was just so like athletic and acrobatic. And the, like, I got a picture because you're still wearing like the red cloak, like the night guard yeah. thing, right? And then your, your glaive is a little bit. Kind electrified. Of, yeah, like lightsabery. So that's where, the, like, it's 2D10 is D10 for the glaive and D10 for electricity. Yeah. Yeah, yeah fucking yeah. sick. Yeah, it's awesome. fucking that was super cool. cool. That was so much fun. I loved it. I loved everything. But I, but I also loved the, like, the infusion of Helm, you know, you giving me that, like, that full fucking buff up in terms of health and the way that that kind of worked in narratively and then just subsequently straight after that, it's my turn, go straight into it. And, it, you know, trying to weave that into it and how, you know, Helm's... Helms, um, so we are at Between Two Gods, right? This right is now, the game, yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> this is the Well, show. I mean, you, you, you know, the difference between having the shit beaten out of you and you, like, hobbling around, bleeding from a number of wounds and being, like, almost completely healed or... Halfway. 44 mm. points of healing, wasn't it? Yeah, Yeah, it was massive. Because yeah. the beacon just maximizes all the, yeah, the healing. That's bonus. such I'll a good make spell. Me better. <laughs> I'll make I'll me make, better. I'll make him better. <laughs> have, have you watched any of that, by the way? Greg? No, I haven't. Uh, I we're we're about talking about it. Gary and his demons. Oh, it's so never seen good. It, check it out. Yeah, great animated show. Canadian, and, too. And oh, thank oh. you to Gary and his demons for sponsoring the show. Yeah. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm I'm really I quite I actually kind of like the sort of I know that it's something that we've been like at odds about, but now the melding of it, the the idea of um, helm, the protection and that kind of thing, and because that's what Thandor wants to do as well. He wants to protect um, the other party members, but then Tempest being that kind of power and how that those working in um, consecutively, mm. I think is, yeah, an interesting kind of trait for him to sort of start going down and like um, incorporating both of them to make himself even more powerful. Tempest and Helm fist bump. Yeah, but boom. Well, this has been Between Two Gods with uh, Daniel Last and Greg Pickering. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you, uh, one and all, uh, for joining this. Um, and if you didn't know, Emil and Ben can... Go fuck themselves. Yeah, they've already fucked off. They walked out of the. Well, I'm not. I'm not. Oh, hey, 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 guys! I was kind of interested in Tempest, but uh, now I hear I should go fuck myself. So no, I'm what, thinking what? that Helm is uh, sounding more reasonable. This Good point. man, I gave you that pamphlet right from my ass. Well, I didn't. It's all right. I overlooked the smell. Tempest is a neutral god, so it's um he doesn't really care. Sounds pretty fucking hostile to me. Tell me to go fuck myself. Oh no, that was Dan saying that. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't Dan a representative of Tempest? Yeah. Well, I mean hey, look, I live know... vicariously through my character Thandor um in this game that we are playing. So yeah, I guess so. So yeah, Tempest tells you to go fuck yourself. <laughs> oh Jesus! Oh, it's all love, love here <laughs> love in, the, the, in the pod cave. Ah, oh, come on, we all yeah. You're going to enjoy editing the shit out of that episode, oh, and man. also probably part of the this? loose head with the type the loose five. Head, yeah. <laughs> no, no. Loose. This doesn't get edited. Uh sometimes. Mm.
well, touch you can, up here and there. It depends okay. how much you talk, really, Danny. Ah, oh, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, savage. Fair enough. I'm kidding. No, that's okay. Um, yeah, no, it's fine. It's uh, you know, that's that's the that's the editing game. It's the nature of the beast. It's the nature of the beast. How are you feeling with one more to go? Are you did you finish at a point where you were happy? Yeah, good. You... I've got a bit left, but um, I think we can get there. I think. <laughs> Three games left. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> eight chapters, Greg. You know how it was last time I was the DM. I took a, I took about fifteen episodes to get going, yeah. uh, before I really hit my stride. <laughs> then finished it off uh, quickly. So yeah, with a cool thirty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm struggling with the eight episode uh, format. But, it's hard, um, hey. Yeah, it is it's hard. Really difficult. Yeah, it's hard to get as much story across as you want and drop as many hints as you want of different things, especially but, uh, with a bunch of loose units in the pod mm. cave. Just oh, including me. All I'm kinds of random. I'm stuff. a total loose unit as well in the pod cave, and um, you know, forget about goggles and all sorts of shit. So um, no, it's going good. I, I I think it'll wrap up really nicely in the next episode. LUPCs one and all. Loose units in the pod cave. Mm. LPCU, least loose, loose pod cave unit. unit. Yeah, that works. That, that sounds like LPCU. Get in the fucking ground. Get in the ground now. It's fucking LCPU. <laughs> I was thinking that it was a, yeah, an, another got like a loose podcast unit uh, on the corner of Brickworks and South at approximately forty-five kilometers. Just hour. driving by now. Do not have eyes on the target. Boom. Can confirm podcast unit is not tight. That's a tight five. That's a tight five. <laughs> It's a tie vibe. Yeah, awesome, loose. I'm sure this has been really insightful for you, folks. <laughs> and enjoyable <laughs> podcasting <laughs> all the time. Where else are you going to get it? That's my question. Yeah, yeah. just think you got to wait a fortnight to listen to this shit again. Yeah, yes. <laughs> leave them with a real bitter taste in their mouth, <laughs> <laughs> like a canotto. Mm. Mm. Bitter orange. It's Italian and European and sophisticated. That's how we can insult you. We own it. No, we don't insult you. Just, just some of you. <laughs> Mainly insulting. I forgot other. my um, cameo line for um, Can You Drink and uh, Enico as well. Oh, what um, was it going to be? I only got a short cameo. Uh, <laughs> as they were ripped apart. Yep. Didn't even get that long a cameo. No, <laughs> no. no. And I did. They didn't say their names. You just knew them. They were like bosses in a video game. They were named. Step forward. Ah. You got the description of the name appeared in a yeah, title yeah. book above their yeah. head with a red bar, like yeah. a yeah, 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 yeah. like Barack how Obama in Street Fighter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was Baraka in Mortal Kombat. God damn it! <laughs> and that's the end of the lose time of the top five. See you next fortnight, everyone. Uh, sweet dreams. Peace out. Bye. 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 What's the advantage with a ranged weapon? Big D12 song. Ah, band or two D12 because it's critical. Mm. What? You know, D12. Eminem with D12. Oh yeah. Uh, I beat a mushroom mountain once or twice, mm. but who's counting? Mm. Mm. Nothing compares to blue and yellow, purple, blue. And Benny knows these lyrics. Fucking back up. Bad Barry. Benny did cool this as calm, a karaoke like song. <laughs> a of inside a palm. It's Mister Mischief with a trick up his sleeve to roll up on you like Christopher Reeve. I can't describe the vibe I get when I drive by six fucking summon and fight my head. Anyway, First Benny, Benny, Benny. Benny. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. That's end tag worthy. Yeah. <laughs> Snatch, I knew, never knew you had the rhymes. Never okay. You had the music in you, Snatch. Yeah. So on my 2D12s.